Hello, welcome to Social Minute, the podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. Today, we're going to be talking about Minute 8, which covers 7 to 7.59 on the clock. In this minute, we have uh, Mark Zuckerberg walking through the streets of Cambridge, Massachusetts, um, and doing pretty much nothing else. Uh, Hand covers bruise, keeps playing, and the first credit we get is the director of photography, Jeff Cronenworth. Uh, we finish just as Mark Zuckerberg arrives home back at Kirkland. Uh, and joining me to talk about today is Eric Nash. Hello, Eric. Hello, Darren. Now, yeah, so this minute, it's kind of pretty much like the previous minute. There's not a huge amount that happens. We get some credits. Uh, first of all, we get uh, Jeff Cronenworth. And it's worth talking about how, you know, uh, how nice this film looks, basically, because of Jeff Cronenworth. Uh, there's not much evidence in this particular kind of minute because it's mostly kind of outdoor shots. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's a nice use of natural light, you know, all the buildings and all that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I'm guessing they probably had some light set up and stuff um, for anything where the actor is walking past. Um, but it mostly seems to be kind of like the, 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 you know, the normal light that's around. And, you know, this this entire film is basically just for a film that that's about the creation of a website. It just looks way too nice. Um, and, you know, Jeff Cronenworth. Uh, is you know he's I mean I think at this point he's pretty much um, you know uh, David Finch's kind of go-to um, cinematographer. Um, he'd worked with him on Fight Club, um, and then he kind of came back for Social Network, and he's done you know the the last two films, uh, Girl with Dragon Tattoo and Gone Girl. Um, but you know, uh, I in fact I don't know why the gap between Fight Club and, and Social Network. Um, in in between, uh, he did uh, one hour photo uh, okay. with Mark Romanek, uh, the uh, the the uh, Robin Williams uh, film, um, and Down with Love with Peyton Reed, who uh, obviously has gone on to have a bigger career as one of the Marvel directors. Uh, one of the few Marvel directors to return for a, a sequel to a single character. Um, I'm trying to think, other than probably John Favreau, who returned oh. for Iron Man 2. Uh, I don't think any of the other directors who've done single, like the Thor films have all been directed by different people, the Captain America films. Obviously, the you know the Russo brothers returned, but that was for the second and third films. So I don't know. I guess if he manages to do um, Ant Man three, he will probably be one of the only directors to do a trilogy <laughs> of of Marvel films, which would be an extraordinary thing considering it's Peyton Reed. In between doing a couple of David Fincher films, he did Hitchcock, which is I don't know, not a film that I'm a particularly huge fan of. I saw it at the cinema, but I'm still like, I don't know. It's Anthony Hopkins under a ton of makeup. It just I don't know. It felt like failed Oscar bait to me. It's you know it's like clearly he was he was going for an Oscar, and I don't think they got nominated for anything. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, Helen Mirren's really good in that though, and Scarlett Johansson. They're both really good in that, um, but it's not really a film that I would recommend seeing. Uh, although I will say this, I think it was pretty. You know, it's a particularly well shot film. Like it, it looks really good. Uh, so obviously that's Je that's Jeff Cronenworth's influence there. Mm -hmm. His influence on David Fincher's work, I think, comes mostly from the kind of stuff they did in Fight Club, where they have a lot of kind of like very dimly lit kind of close up shots, <laughs> and that's kind of something that you know has kind of influenced the work of David Fincher, even when he hasn't worked with uh, Jeff Cronenworth, um, as he did on some of his other films. Um, you know, uh, Darius Conji was like his cinematographer for Seven, and uh, I think also returned for Panic Room. And then you also had like Harrison Savides did uh, The Game and Zodiac. Uh, the late Harrison Savides, uh, Harrison, Harris Savides, I should say, 
he he um he actually worked with um Noah Baumbach as well and uh, and Sofia Coppola um on a couple of films. Well, with that with that Harris Savitis uh passing um yeah. I mean that's you know Zodiac is actually my favorite venture so <laughs> but um yeah you know and a big and a big and a huge part of that is I think is the cinematography there and it's yeah uh, it's, it's too bad we won't have that pairing again yeah and i I, th- I think as well like it's weird because if you look at like harry savini's work before mm. you know zodiac you have stuff like you know um you know margot at the wedding mm. and somewhere and uh american gangster <laughs> and mm. you know you've got like jerry elephant last days milk finding forester obviously he worked with gus van sant quite a lot mm. so it's i don't know it's, it's kind of weird that he did all those kind of like independent stuff um, and also, he did the uh, video for Nine Inch Nails Closer, so that ties into uh, into uh-huh. here quite a lot. He he worked with Mark Romanek on you know a lot of things as well. He did uh, Scream, uh, the the Michael Jackson uh, Janet Jackson uh, song, um, and then also kind of you know later on worked with uh, John Hillcott as well on uh, the on Lawless, uh, the Proposition, and the Road. So yeah, I mean, there's there's some behind the scenes stuff I think on somewhere. Which I've seen where he's kind of, I don't know, he seemed like a really nice guy and kind of, you know, had this kind of playful relationship with uh, Sophia Coppola because obviously I think, you know, he knows her dad and various other, like he's been around for quite a while in terms of like, so I don't know, I think he just kind of uh, interesting. A bit sad that he kind of, you know, died fairly young. I mean, age 55, that's, you know, that's, 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 that's fairly young to be going. Um, and he had uh, brain cancer. Uh, you know, he was, uh, and he was working all the way up until the end as well. You know, he did the bling ring with um, Sofia Coppola, um, you know, kind of in his final few months. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I know, I think, I think, um, you know, I don't think obviously he had a huge influence on David Fincher as much as, um, you know, as much as Jeff Cronenworth has had that kind of influence. Um, you know, a lot of the kind of, um, you know, very kind of like, you know, dark, I don't know. The, I mean, I guess the next couple of films aren't that dark, but just this, the the look of this film is very kind of dark. Uh, you know, the first opening minutes, the only opening like six minutes, we're in that pub, and it's very dark in that pub, and you know, it's almost to the point where you can't really see the people behind yeah, right. Mark Zuckerberg and Erica Albright. It's 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 kind of weird, um, but yeah, I don't know. This film just looks really like really good. Um, uh, interestingly enough, uh, Claudio Miranda did the cinematography on uh, Benjamin Button. And, uh, you know, he he's. I mean, he also did uh, Tron Legacy and Life of Pi, uh, for which he was nominated for a lot of awards, and uh, Oblivion and uh, Tomorrowland. Uh, uh, but he started his career with Failure to Launch, which to go from Failure to Launch to a Curious Case of Benjamin Button is a bit of a turn. Uh, <laughs> uh, but obviously, at the moment, he's the go-to. DP for uh, Joseph uh, Kosinski, who did obviously Tron Legacy and Oblivion, and is currently doing Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Claudio Miranda's had a bit of an interesting career as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really like the look of this film, and I think that you know Jeff Cronenworth is like a really good you know DP. Uh, it's also worth say- saying here that we get the credit for uh, the editing as well uh, by Kirk Baxter and Angus Wall, and this is. Uh, not in this particular minute or the last minute, but certainly in the next couple of minutes, we're definitely going to see the editing, uh, you know, come into play, and the way that basically Angus and Kirk make a guy blogging seem exciting. You know, it's basically just Mark Zuckerberg sitting at a computer, but you know, <laughs> it, it ends up being like a kind of, I don't know, a very exhilarating scene. 
But yeah, so I mean, is there anything else for you to say about the content in this particular minute? Well, at the very end, um, uh, he does arrive at uh, what we find is called the Kirkland House. It, it pans up, and we see that. And and in doing just a little research behind that, you know, it's it was interesting to me that that it's actually, you know, I don't think it's really mentioned here in the movie. I mean, uh, Eduardo is going and becoming in this fraternity-like thing, the Phoenix, what have you. Um, but, but, uh, apparently Zuckerberg himself was, was, was a member of Alpha Pi Epsilon. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to diss or anything. I, I myself was a, a, a fraternity member at, uh, at university I was at, but, um, uh, you know, it was a good experience, but, um, but, you know, it just doesn't, it's, it's odd that that was something that was left out. You know, it, 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 it shifts the, his, his thoughts on Eduardo <laughs> pursuing, um, pursuing that uh phoenix house uh you know it, it makes that uh interesting and and when you learn the truth of <laughs> him being in a fraternity it uh it tilts it back the other way unfortunately i mean later on in in probably the greatest minute of this film uh simply for andrew garfield's dancing um we do get the <laughs> ae pie mixer with yeah. um with uh, a dreadlock holiday uh, something obviously I will discuss at length once I actually get to those minutes. But yeah, so th- like AE Pi is mentioned, it's mm. just it's just not made expl- explicit that Kirkland is yeah right. effectively a frat house, which is <laughs> which well. Is so and then weird. then I found two other people that were interesting to note to me at least. Um, uh, Jared Kushner. Yeah, he graduated this year. This oh. two thousand three is when he graduated, and he was a member. Of the oh, house. he was uh, he was in the house. He was at Harvard and he was in A.E. Yeah. Pi. Well, and then and then then another uh, and then just uh, one actor, as far as I could tell, uh, Wallace Shawn was in it. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, in 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 the pre- a film that I previously covered minute yeah. by minute in uh, in Clueless. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I think it's funny because obviously um, you know uh, um, Mark Zuckerberg obviously dropped out of uh, of university. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. Obviously, this movie isn't isn't like a you know isn't trying to be like a classic kind of college like um, <laughs> slobs versus snobs thing. So I don't think they need to emphasize the whole uh, frat thing. Uh, but yeah, it is kind of interesting that effectively they're in a frat dorm, um, but they never really bring it up as as like a, a thing. Uh-huh. But I guess I, I don't know. It's weird because you know sharing sharing kind of living quarters with like four or five other people three or four other people i I can't i can never quite tell once we get to the next Uh minute exactly how many people live in this dorm um i don't think that's something that really happens over here uh but it's i don't know it seems like it's maybe more common in um in like you know american universities than it is in in british universities uh when i was at university i had a room that i could you know it was mine and I could lock with a, a a door you know like I was I was in my own room I wasn't in the in the midst of the other people um uh, but that, we'll talk about that more in the next minute because that's where we finally start to uh, meet the other people who uh, all ended up as billionaires basically <laughs> um I think everybody in that room apart from the one guy who is like half asleep all ended up as billionaires but yeah I mean as this is uh you know Wednesday the uh, the Wednesday question is about other David Fincher films I mean obviously you've said that you're a fan yeah and you know and, and I'm, I'm just glad to say it's, it's you know it's it's someone that I've seen everything by I mean I haven't seen every Christopher Nolan. I haven't seen that. I, I, I think I tried started watching his first, uh, first very first uh, following. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm glad to say I've seen everything of him, and 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 I really enjoy 
pretty much essentially everything. I mean, and unfortunately for you, you I think you previously mentioned to me, I think in the in the green room, um, curious case of Benjamin Button that that would be the last on on my list, unfortunately. But um, but I'm I'm willing to watch it again. I just don't. I've, I'll probably watch it twice. I think. Um, so I, sh- I should I should give it another watch since since he is such a favorite director of mine. I would I would put uh, Benji Button above Panic Room. Panic Room is probably my mm. least favorite David Fincher film, just because if I don't know, I I think it's an interesting idea of like here's an entire film just set within this yeah. one building, mm-hmm. uh, but I think the whole going through items with the camera yeah. <laughs> just feels a little bit kind of over the top and like it's something that I don't feel like he would do now but in 2002 he was willing to kind of like have a camera go through like the electrical uh-huh. wiring and you know through a phone line and you know like he was he was willing to kind of do that stuff with CGI that I'm going to say is just a little bit below par in huh. terms of you know the overall stuff that David Fincher normally does whereas I feel like Benjamin Button has uh I don't know. For me, I think I think David Fincher has kind of matured as a director, but not just like visually. Like you know, his first few films have you know um, they still have the same look that he has today. Like of you know of the camera following the uh-huh. eye lines and you know very kind of lockdown shots and all that kind of stuff. But the first few films he has a you know he has a bit more kind of handheld stuff than he normally would have now, um, and you know. It, it just feels like he didn't have full control over what he was allowed uh-huh. to do. So some of the stuff is, you know, some of the stuff in the game and seven, I feel like if he was directing those films today, he wouldn't do. Uh, whereas, you know, like, and panic room feels like kind of the most like over the top version of what you think of a David Fincher film. Um, where, whereas I feel like curious case of Benjamin button is him, you know, I feel like people think of David Fincher's style as being like kind of cold and yeah, clinical, right. uh-huh. and I don't. That's... I don't think that's true in in you know a, at least Zodiac and you know Benjamin Button. I think there's a, a certain warmth to to some scenes in uh-huh. those films. Um, you know, in particular, everything with Robert Downey Jr. in Zodiac. I think like he has a sympathy for that character, uh-huh. and I think that kind of comes through. It's not just like coldly. Here's a you know here's an alcoholic journalist. You know like he actually gives it kind of a little bit more depth and Benjamin Button I think is kind of interesting just because you have the kind of technical thing of you know here is a you know here is a a person who is growing old in the wrong direction um but then he manages to kind of you know invest a little bit of emotion in the the relationship that takes place between Daisy and and Benjamin particular kind of like the middle I don't know the middle quarter of the film just after Daisy's had her accident and, you know, she's she's kind of setting up home with Benjamin and, you know, they're kind of like, kind of like, to, you know, just about the same age. You know, she's getting older just at the point uh-huh. where he's getting younger and they're both. And I think that part of the film really works for me is kind of like showing that David Fincher can do, you know, a certain amount of emotional growth. Uh, also, it's got a great performance by Jared Harris in there who <laughs> just kind of plays this. And Tilda Swinton's only in like two scenes, but she again she's like really great in it. And I think even some of like the the younger actors that play like the younger Daisy, I think you know they're really good as well. I don't know. It's just one of those. It's one of those films where over the last few years, when I've rewatched David Fincher films, uh, I kind of dread getting to Panic Room because I find it to be a little bit kind of boring. And as fun as it is to see Jared Leto get shot, I feel like the rest of it, like particularly the fact that at the end. Um, What's his face? Uh, Forrest Whitaker kind of runs out with the money and then gets caught by the police instantly, and that feels a bit deflating. Not that I wanted to kind of him to get away with the crime or whatever, but I don't know. It just 
it puts it's got way too much Dwight Yoakam for my liking as well. It's like I I feel I feel like with a, a few different like with a few cast adjustments, I think Panic Room could have been a really great film. But as it is, it's just kind of I don't know like a seven out of ten for me. Whereas I think Benjamin Button, the more I see it, the more I kind of enjoy. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm getting old. Uh, you know, maybe it's just because I'm ten years older than I was when I first saw it. But I just kind of I like the kind of sense. I mean, it it's not. I mean. Any film that finishes with a senile baby dying in the arms of an elderly Kate Blanchett can't be that sentimental. But I, I think people seem to think of it as being like a sentimental film, whereas I think there's a kind of, you know, it's, a, it's, it's got some very kind of brutal things in it where people just die. And I don't know, it's mostly about mortality and stuff like that. And I think, you know, that's, that's kind of why I, I really like it. Also, Brad Pitt's really, you know, I think Brad Pitt, whenever he works with David Fincher, he, he, he kind of takes it to a different level in terms of his performance. Mm-hmm. You know, like Seven, Fight Club, I'd say even Benjamin Button, probably at least in the top ten of, like, Brad Pitt performances. Um, yeah. Along with maybe... Right, yeah, that's the only other thing I, I, I'm, I'm all that crazy about. Well, except for his Tarantino. His one uh, Tarantino bit, uh, yeah, Inglorious yeah, right. Inglorious Bastards as well, yeah, you know. So those those are, pro- but I would say yeah, Benjamin Button probably one of the better Brad Pitt performances. You know, I feel like many people have rewatched, you know, Fight Club or The Game or mm-hmm. Seven many times, but I, I think people are maybe reluctant to revisit a three hour, um, <laughs> a three hour film from the writer of Forrest Gump. Um, you know, I mean, I think as well like his, his, you know, his last couple of films as well. You know, I really enjoy Girl with Dragon Tattoo. And Gone Girl as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Like Gone Girl is kind of amazing because it feels like it's like this genre film, but because David Finch is involved, like everything just gets elevated a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Okay. Like you know, he managed. And also, um, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember who actually plays uh, the, the title Rosamund, character. Rosamund Rosamund Pike. Uh, Rosamund Pike, yeah. Rosamund Pike gives like an amazing performance in that mm-hmm. film. Um, as does Carrie Coon. They but like they both they both kind of elevate the whole thing and make Ben Affleck look like a good actor. <laughs> yeah. um, that's that's how good Matt they Damon are. effect. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm kind of glad that the World War Z sequel has kind of fallen apart because you know I feel like he needs something better than than that. I think he needs to. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do next, but I feel like you know it's got to be better than a World War Z. Too. And I haven't, I haven't seen any of his uh, TV, Netflix stuff. You know, House of Cards, and I feel like House of Cards, like the the pilot of it is is really really good. But because I'd seen the original BBC uh, TV okay, series, yeah. on which it's based, uh-huh. um, I was kind of like, this feels very familiar. Mm-hmm. And like what he's did, I don't, I mean, you know, Kevin Spacey, obviously a terrible person, um, but what he's doing in that TV show is just kind of okay hmm. because. You know, the original Francis Urquhart was like a lot, you know, was played by an actor who was a lot better than Kevin Spacey, um, both morally and as an actor. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think the direction on it's still really good. And I think the um, uh, the recent TV series that he did as well, uh, I, you know, that's again, it's it's just uh, he David Fincher has a certain style. And there's a couple of essays on YouTube if you kind of Google them. And you can find, and it's so kind of specific that it really kind of elevates, you know, Netflix material, basically. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I feel like we said about as much as we can about this minute and David Fincher for the moment. 
Uh, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Eric? Um, just uh, I'll just put point point out there again. Uh, Watchmen minute, the big thing. It's it should be ending uh, around now. And you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com/slash/the-social-minute and on Twitter at social underscore minute or on Facebook at the social minute podcast. Thanks once more for being my guest here today, Eric. All right, thank you. And we will see you tomorrow.